0: Hey everyone, it's Miss Vigil, and this is our podcast for Chapter 14. If you want to follow along, we're starting off uh, in the Chapter 13 and 14 PowerPoint with the essential question Why did the Second Industrial Revolution take place during the latter part of the 19th century? So we see a huge increase in the number of people who are coming to the United States, um, all new immigrants that are coming mostly to the East Coast and particularly New York. Um, so we see About 10 million people come in during this time period we're studying right now, which is a lot. And the majority of them are coming uh, to go do factory jobs, which is the new big thing all across the East Coast. We see huge factories popping up, tons of companies that need workers. And the jobs are pretty easy, too. You don't need to be very skilled in anything. So anybody can do them, even if you don't have uh, a lot of education. So you see a lot of unskilled workers coming across from Europe. Um, mainly Western Europe and a lot of Russia as well. And they're all coming to these East Coast cities so that they can find new jobs because there are not a lot of jobs in Europe at this point. Um, And we see a huge increase in gross domestic product, otherwise known as GDP, which is an economics term. uh, And it means all of the goods and services that are produced, so anything that we make in the country and that we sell or we export to other countries, that's our gross domestic product. And we see a big increase in that, uh, eight times greater than it was before the Civil War. The GDP is a really good measure of how wealthy a country is. Uh, so if you see a big increase in GDP, it means that the country is getting a lot more wealthy and people are having more money. Uh, and so we see, because of all the people moving west who are mining, looking for natural resources like oil, gold, silver, other metals, and they're sending them all back east. uh, This really helps out a lot in the industrialization because you can't have a factory without all these natural resources. So people are going out west, sending the natural resources back to the factories, and that's going to lead to a huge increase in the number of uh, factories and factory jobs that are available. Uh, Factories need tons of people, so we see not just people coming over from Europe, but also regular Americans to taking these jobs. Um, And at this point, the government does not participate really in regulating the economy at all. Um, They take what's called a laissez-faire approach, which is fancy French words, that basically mean the businesses are allowed to do whatever they want, uh, the government's not going to interfere, it's not going to tell them what to do, uh, it's not going to regulate anything on worker safety, or really how many, uh, how much money in taxes they have to pay. Um, and a lot of times the government actually gives big tax breaks to factories and companies and businesses to help them grow their business, uh, to have more money, to get more customers. Uh, this happens because the government and big businesses are really working hand-in-hand hand at this point, Uh, If you had a lot of money, and if you were an important business owner, you could just pay a politician, somebody who works for the government, to do whatever you want. Uh, So we see a lot of these uh, business breaks coming out of the federal government. And it's really because the federal government is being paid off and taking this laissez-faire capitalist approach towards the economy. We're also seeing a huge increase in the types of technology that's being made. Uh, The big one really during this time period is the telephone. Uh, but you're also seeing electricity really change the way that people live in the United States. There's still plenty of people moving out west uh, through the railroads. Uh, President Lincoln signs the Pacific Railway Act, which gives a lot of money to two different railway companies to build uh, railroads that go from the East Coast to the West Coast. So over 2,000 miles, really, really long railroads. Uh, This is helpful for getting people from the East Coast to the West Coast. Uh, It's a lot more comfortable than taking a covered wagon or a horse or anything like that. So you're seeing a lot of people move uh, using these railroads. And it's also helpful to send goods uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast and in reverse from the West to the East Coast. You know, we need to send back all these natural resources that we're finding and we send them back on the railroads to the East Coast where all the factories are. Uh fun fact, time zones were created during this time period because of all the railroads. It just makes it easier for uh transportation. So we see these huge businesses that are starting to take over um the East Coast, especially in New York. Uh this is really where you see Wall Street become a big thing uh in terms of like the stock exchange. Uh we talked a little bit about what stocks are, but to briefly recap, um If you own stock in a business, that means you have paid that business a certain amount of money, usually not that much, and now you partly own the business as well. You don't get to see that money back until you sell your stock, so as long as you own the stock, you own part of the business, and that's what Wall Street does. People buy and they sell these stocks, the small percentage of money that they own in a business uh businesses sell these stocks because uh to run a business it's really expensive and you need to make some money first before you can do anything so first people start to sell so- stocks uh and as businesses get more and more money more and more part owners um it becomes easier for them to build their business and grow as a company um we see a lot of these corporations turning into monopolies which we talked a little bit about last week Uh, When you have a monopoly, it means they're the only ones in the whole country that own one type of a good. So if you owned all of the oil in the United States, you would be an oil monopolist. If you owned all of the gold, you would have a gold monopoly. So you see a bunch of these companies uh, that are either buying up their competitors through horizontal integration... Uh, which is when you buy all of the companies around you that sell the same thing as you, Uh, or a vertical integration where you purchase everything you would need to make a single good. We did an activity like this in class where you picked out a product that you wanted to sell, and then you kind of worked backwards to see uh, what you needed to make the product, where you would need to make it, like in a factory, uh, how you would need to ship it to places. And then where you would sell it. And that's what vertical integration is. When you own each of those different steps. You own the natural resources or the land that the resources are on. You own the factories or the places where the good is being made. You own the transportation. So the railroads, the trucks, the vans that get your goods uh, to where they need to be. And then you own the stores where they're sold as well. Um, So that's our vertical integration. And then the horizontal integration, where you buy out all the businesses that are similar to you. Um, And so you see a lot of competition, but also a lot of these monopolies uh, starting to form as well, which is never great for consumers or the people in the United States. Uh, Speaking of the people in the United States, uh, they're working in factories at this point. Uh, The work that they're doing was often incredibly tough, and they're working very long hours, so uh, sometimes up to 14 to 16 hours a day just in a factory doing the same job over and over and over again. They were not paid very well at all. Uh, Usually, it wasn't enough to survive, so if you had a family every single person in that family would be working, uh, children included, because there were no laws against whether or not children could work during this time. Uh, So some workers start to form labor unions. Uh, A labor union is a whole group of people who all work at the same job or in the same factory, uh, and they all work together so that if their boss or the person who owns the company is treating them unfairly, they can stand up and fight for their rights. Uh, companies do not like this, uh, and they really, really don't like workers forming into these labor unions. So they do a lot to make sure, uh, that the unions don't happen. Uh, but if you don't have a union, uh, the boss can fire people at at random. They can change your salary or pay whenever they don't have to treat you fairly. Uh, they can put you in unsafe working conditions, uh, And so to fight back against this, people do form labor unions uh, so they can all work together. Uh, People also start to trend towards socialism at this point. The US is a capitalist country, um, but Karl Marx, uh, socialism and communism are all really big kind of growing ideas at this point. You see the rich in the United States are getting much, much richer. Uh, The poor are getting poorer. And there's just this big gap between the rich and the poor in the country. Uh, With socialism, uh, everybody's getting an equal amount of money, so there isn't a gap between the super wealthy and the super poor. Uh, The wealth, all the money, is going to be evenly distributed across everybody, so nobody's richer or poorer than anybody else. Um, The government has more of a hand in business in socialism. Uh, Companies aren't allowed to do whatever they want, and there's a lot of regulations on uh, how workers should be treated. Uh, this is a big idea in europe uh, so when you see all these european immigrants coming over to the united states they bring these ideas with them for socialism um so you start to see this trend where immigrants uh people who are coming in are being associated with uh karl marx socialism uh labor unions all things like that uh and the social socialism uh movement gets really big and it's still a movement in this country to today Though we are still a capitalist country in the united states we're going to talk more about socialism and the rise of communism and karl marx in the next chapter uh but that should be all you need to know for chapter 14 uh and i hope you had fun listening